around Dodge City and in the territory, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. don't have to walk me all the way, Doc. Oh, why, it's a pleasure, Kitty. I don't often get to be seen with a beautiful woman. Now, Doc. Yeah, that's true. And what's more, you know it. Oh, there you go. And I was just beginning to enjoy myself. Uh, uh-uh, there's Matt. Just came out of his office. Let's go say hello to him. He's sitting down. We better hurry before he falls asleep. <laughs> Wish I had a job like his. Say, where's Chester these days, anyway? Yeah, he's still visiting a friend out at Fort Dodge. Some old army pal from the war. Is he ever coming back? Well, of course, he'll be back as soon as he gets tired of the cooking out there. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you've got company. Hello, Matt. Well, oh, hello, Kitty. Doc, why don't you sit down? Oh, thank you. Just for a minute. I gotta get to work pretty soon. You been shopping? Yeah, but I didn't buy anything. What about all those clothes and stuff you told me you ordered? Well, that's different. It is. Well, sure. No, 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 don't explain it to me now. It's too hot today. Who's this? Who's this? I don't know. He's a stranger to me. Well, he's from Texas, that's for sure. Look at that rig. I'm looking for U.S. Marshal. You're wearing a star. Maybe you're him. Now, sit down, stranger. You Matt Dillon? That's right. Oh. Well, I'm Phil Jacks, Marshal. With a herd of 3,000 San Saba cattle. About five days' drive from here. Name of the trail boss is Dolph Quince. Dolph Quince? Mm-hmm. Well, he was in here last year. Give him my regards, will you? Well, he says for you to ride back with me, Marshal. What? That's all he said. For me to bring you back. Why can't you tell me what it's all about? It's about Kansas, Marshal. Kansas? We don't like it. Oh, you're running into trouble, huh? We're about to quit driving cattle and turn into an army, Marshal. Yeah. You go get yourself a drink, Jax. Meet me here in about a half hour. I'll go with you.
You just drop your saddle anyways, Marshal. I'll turn your horse in with a remuda. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jack. So well. And Dolph Quince will be over there by the fire somewhere. Okay. I'll find it. Hello, Dolph. How are you, Marshal? Good to see you again. Hey, it's fresh meat in camp. Ask the cook for a plate. Oh, thanks. I will. Well, now, I'll go with you. I need some more coffee. You like Buffalo Veal? Huh? One of the boys wrote and shot a calf this morning. Sure, I like it fine. Guess it was Buffalo that scared our horses last night. Old Muta broke loose. Hey, cook, give this man a plate of meat. Yeah, sure thing, dog. Yeah, it looks mighty good, doesn't it? Give me some coffee, will you? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, a nester woman came to the bed ground for daylight this morning and asked if we had any little calves that had been dropped during the night. Uh, she probably picks up calves from all the herds that pass this way. We'd have to get rid of them anyway. So I'll let her have them, even if she was a Kansan. Uh-huh. You know, if it had been a Kansas man asked for calves, I don't think I could have talked these boys into allowing it. Oh, is that so? It sure is, Martin. Tell me, Doc, have you seen any Kansas jayhawkers on the way up? How'd you know? <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. Two nights ago, some of them jayhawkers managed to sneak up on Snyder over there when he was out on guard. They stripped him and flogged him and stampeded the cattle. We had our hands full for the next few hours, or we might have caught up with them. Well, any trouble since? Not yet. You know, Doc, the ordinary Kansan hates jayhawkers as much as you do. There's nothing but shifty, murderous criminals. They got started on the Missouri border during the war, and they got the taste of blood in their mouths. And, and now it's like I got no place to go. We can show them a place. Yeah, they're bandits, that's all. You got bandits in Texas, but that doesn't make every Texan one, does it? It's kind of hard to make the men see it that way, Marshal. Well, I know it is. I just hope they understand it before a regular war breaks out. Another visit with Joe and Daphne Forsythe. Overhead, the moon is beaming. Hold it, Daphne, hold it. Oh, hi, Joe. Guess what, honey? I'm trying out for the operetta. As what? A singer. You could have fooled me. I was just practicing one of the songs. Well, I don't think you quite fit the role. Why not? Well, if this version of the student prince is like the version I know, that particular number is sung by a tenor. Oh, not that you don't come close, but I think you better stick to being a housewife. But I want to be a singer. Daphne, honey, a singer you'll never be. I could take lessons. Yeah, but lessons cost money. Money better invested for us in savings bonds. You and your old savings bonds. I can't help it, honey. I just can't get over the way those savings bonds pay off. Four dollars for every three. That's what I call an investment. What good do they do me now? A lot. The money we put in those bonds every payday helps keep America strong and protects you and me. No bonds, maybe no operetta. Ever think of that? I still want to be a singer. 
Well, when those bonds start bringing in the green, if you still want to sing, they'll pay for the lessons and more. Good. Gee, if those bonds mature as fast as you say, I better start practicing now just so that I'll be ready. Overhead, the moon is beaming. Daphne, Daphne, did anyone ever tell you you have a bad voice? Everyone. Hello, Dolph. Marshal. Jax. Join you if you don't mind. Sit down, Jax. I've been sitting here drinking coffee, complaining to the marshal about our welcome in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the trail drivers buying off them jayhawkers. Two, three dollars a head. Now, let's see. Three thousand cattle. It cost us... I'm nothing. paying nobody nothing. Well, they ain't asked us yet. But I'll kill the first one I see anyway, so... Marshal, that's... one reason I wanted you to come down here was to ride with us a few days. Get to know the boys a little you're in a bad temper, and when they hit Dodge, they're going to be looking for Kansas scalps. All right, I'll ride with you. I figured you would. See, Marshal, the way we look at it, the, the good citizens of Dodge are out to fleece us anyway. And on top of that, they hire gunfighters to shoot us as soon as we kick up our heels a little. Now, all in all, it makes for a bad feeling. <laughs> There's some misunderstanding on both sides, I guess. Yeah, you and I know that. But oh, they say, don't. Dolph, I near forgot. What? Stranger just rode up to the remuda over there and asked for a job. I told him to eat first. Where is he? Well, I'll go get him. Say, Dolph, I'd like to stand a guard tonight. I had no need for that. Well, if I'm riding with you, I'll do my share of the work. All right. You go out with the second watch. Rango will give you a night horse. Thanks. Here he is, Dolph. This here's Dolph Quince, trail boss. Mr. Quince. Quince will do. Well, my name's Studer. Carl Studer. You lost? I don't know what you mean. Well, you know we're only four days' drive out of Dodge? I was wondering, could you use a hand? For four days? That'd help. You must be awful hungry. I thought maybe you'd be driving past Dodge. I'm not. But we'll feed you from here to Dodge if you work. I won't pay anything, though. I haven't got the money. I don't need a hand anyway. Fair enough. Hey, uh, by the way, where are you from? Colorado. Then you ain't a Kansan. No. Good. Maybe the boys won't tear you apart. You'll be on the third watch tonight, Studer. All right. He's the sort of man spends his whole miserable life just looking for salt pork and sundown. Yeah. If that's all he's looking for. What do you mean? That's just an old habit of mine, Dolph. I wouldn't be alive if I trusted everybody on first sight. You don't trust this fellow? Oh, he's probably all right. Still, I'd keep him in camp unless it's daylight. I wouldn't put him on night guard. <laughs> all right. Marshal, I always thought I led a hard life. Till now, I think you beat me. <laughs> I just got shot at more than you, so... <laughs> Maybe that's it. Hey, you better stretch out somewhere. You'll be out singing to those cow brutes in two hours. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'll see you later, though. Breakfast at four. 
You'll find it don't take long to stay all night at this ranch. I didn't have much chance that night to get to know the boys on guard. Two of us rode around the herd in opposite directions, singing or humming a little to let the cattle know where we were. And after two hours, we were relieved by the third watch. But at breakfast the next morning, the men treated me a little less like a gunfighter hired to shoot them when they got to Dodge. After the cattle had grazed for a few miles, we got them on the trail, and I started to forget that I was a lawman myself. Jackson and I were riding the swing of the herd when Dolph Quince loped up behind us. Hey, how's it feel to be a trail hand, Marshal? There's nothing to it if I can sleep all winter like you do. <laughs> Where would you spend your money? I already offered to trade jobs with him, Dolph. Hey, look, you two crossed the Cimarron yesterday. What's it like? Now, the water's gone down. You won't have any trouble. I was also thinking about the sand. Well, it was sound where we were, Dolph. And yeah, then we'll cross right there. You go up ahead and ride point, Jax, and lead us to it. All right. Take that new fellow Studer with you. I don't need him. I want him up front where I can see him. Oh, okay. First crossing I tried last year had a quicksand bottom at bog of saddle blanket. Huh? Lose many cattle? Thirty head. Couldn't even dig your tails out. You know, Dolph, I sometimes wonder if it's worth it to you driving cattle up here. Well, Texas is bankrupt, Marshal. War broke us. All we got is these wild longhorn cattle. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe there'll be an easier way someday. <laughs> We'd starve waiting for the railroad. I suppose so. Anyway, the San Saba herd of yours is the first to reach Dodge this year. The price is pretty high. You ought to profit, oh, about $20 a head. I hope so. Money in your pocket, Dodge could offer high-class entertainment. <laughs> Almost anything you'd want. Well, the boys will be... Hey, that's up ahead. Come on. He's got a blanket. He's starting to stampede. Yeah. Is that Jack's horse running loose? Yeah, and here's Jack's lying on the ground. They shot him, Marshal. That man with a blanket, that's Studer. I'm going after him, Dolph. You take care of Jack's. You go the cattle there off. Get him, Marshal. Get him alive. I'll get him. I'm memorizing my wife's name. <laughs> you, a memory expert? What happened? I called her Joanne. Oh. Yeah, I was nearly a hospital case. Which brings, brings us, us to the, the subject, subject of, of Medicare. Medicare. <laughs> I knew you'd work it in somehow. Well, why not? Sooner or later, Medicare comes into the lives of every serviceman and his dependents. Well, you sure got it into mine a lot. <laughs> Excuse me, I got to get back to my memory work. Hazel. Hazel. You know, I've got a hunch somebody is going to need medical care real soon. To learn how Medicare helps your family, get the pamphlet, Dependence Medical Care Program. Maryland. 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 
As I followed Studer, a few shots were past my head, but they didn't come from him. They came from behind a small rise he was headed for. Whoever was shooting was still too far away from me for me to worry about. I wanted to take care of Studer first, and slowly the distance between us closed. I pulled my rifle out of the boot and I snapped one off at him. He threw up his hands and pitched forward out of the saddle. I glanced at him as a road passed and crossed him off as one Jayhawker less. When I reached the rise, I jumped off of my horse and I ran up it on foot. And near the top, I got down and I crawled. When I poked my head over, there was only one man in sight. The other Jayhawkers, if there had been any, had disappeared. This one was afoot and running for his horse. So I took my time and I put a shot into the cantle of his saddle. Horse bolted and the man dropped behind a rock and lay there. He was only half covered, so I stood up. A step at a time, I started toward him down the hill. That's far enough, mister. Going back. You're in pistol range now. All right, fella, put down and come forward. All I want's a horse, and I'll get out of here. We won't bother you no more. You sure won't. Just let me on the horse. Listen to me, I'm a United States Marshal. You give up, and I promise you there'll be no lynching. You'll get a fair trial. No. If you don't give up, you're gonna die right where you are. Let me go. I'm warning you. I'm coming after you. No. Just had to try it, didn't you? You leave a bloody trail, Marshal. Yeah. I brought Snyder with me. At the whipping they gave me the other night, I figured he deserved to be in on this. Guess I'm too late. Looks like the Marshal's done taking care of everybody. Be glad you don't have to kill a man, son. I don't think I'd mind, Marshal. Yeah, I know. Tell me Dalthouse Jacks. There. Oh. Dude has shot him in the back of the head. He was a good man. Boys have got to leave cattle turn. They let them mill around for now and then graze them out. Good. Uh, Snyder, I left my horse over the rise there. Would you get him for me? Yeah, sure. Like you walked right down onto this man. Well, I tried to take him alive like you asked. I just wanted to hang him myself. Anyway, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, sure. Marshal, we'll be burying Jacks out here. I'm wondering if you might know how to do it. Maybe a, a prayer or something? Well, I tried, though. Just get back in. got back to where Jax had fallen. The cook had driven the chuck wagon up and was busy fixing coffee for the men. He 
even though it was far from noon. The cattle were spread out and feeding now, and one by one the men rode up, sober quiet. With just a glance at Jack's where he lay covered by his saddle blanket. A grave was soon dug, and with the end gate of the chuck wagon for a headstone, Phil Jack's was placed in the ground and covered with prairie earth. Their hats in their hands, the Texas men had watched the service in silence. When it was done, they turned and walked away. Oh, uh, Snyder. Yeah? I want you to do something for me, huh? What? Well, I smuggled a quarter wagon yard whiskey out of Dodge when I came down here. The cook's got it hid in the chuck wagon. Well, now, Mark... It's not much, but it'll cut the alkali in your drinking water. Why don't you get it and pass it out to the men, huh? Mighty decent of you, Marshal. All as wants a drink of the Marshal's whiskey, get on over to the chuck wagon. There's times when a drink's good for a man, Marshal. I guess this is one of them. I think Jack should approve. He sure would. By the way, the boys all know how you handle them jayhawkers. Huh? It ain't changed their minds about Kansans much, but well, maybe they think a little more highly of the law around here, of, of the kind of gunfighter hired by the law anyway. That's good. Of course, it don't mean they won't hoorah dodge a little when we get there. <laughs> I expect that. Sure. Come on, we got a drink coming out of that bottle, too. and directed by Norman MacDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The script was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield with editorial supervision by John Meston. The music was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns were by Ray Kemper and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Chester, Howard McNear as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. George Walsh speaking. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. <laughs> Chester, if you put any more chili powder on those eggs, you'll go up and smoke. Well, I like them good and hot, Doc. Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, Chester. Hey, pour me some more coffee, will you, Doc? Eh? Oh, yes, of course, my dear. Here Thank you. Mm. Uh, by the way, did Matt say when he'd be back? Well, he told me the end of the week. After all, Doc, it's a two-day ride to Tascosa, and he didn't leave here till two days. I only asked a simple question, Chester. And anyway, how was I supposed to know? Nobody ever tells me anything. They don't have to. Or you snoop around. Snoop around? I... Uh, What's Matt doing in Tascosa, Kitty? Talking to the man that sent for him. What? What men, Kitty? The Tascosa Citizens Committee. Something to do with hiring a new sheriff for the town. I guess I figured Matt would know where to find one. Hire a sheriff? What in the world for? Well, the man they got a sheriff now is no good... The decent citizens can't get rid of him. Well, if he's no good, why'd they hire him in the first place? Oh, my, I do not understand it. The whole frontier's an armed camp, shooting and killing everywhere you look. Nothing left but the quick and the dead. Doc, would you pass the chili powder? Oh, for goodness sake. Here. <laughs> Thank you. Kitty, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't know how bad the trouble is down in Tascosa, but Matt better get back here quick. Why, Doc? What's wrong? What's wrong? You ask that when the only vestige of the law we've got in this town is a chili-eating cherry rocker like the fool I'm sitting <laughs> next to. What's wrong? <laughs> now, you look here. You just let me tell you something. Now, Doc you wait Adams. a minute. Wait a minute. You two are worse than children. Well, Settle back now, both of you. Have some more coffee. Well, maybe just a little dab, but that's all. It's a caution. What happens to some people when they get out in polite society? Oh. Drink your coffee, both of you. Come in. Your name Dillon? Uh, yeah, that's right. The marshal from Dodge, eh? Yeah. Uh, I'm Clegg Rawlins, marshal. I'm the man the Citizens Committee wants to get rid of. What's on your mind, Rollins? Now, a while back, they brought me here to Tascosa to kind of clean it up some, and I did that for them. Now, all of a sudden, they want me out. I call that downright ungrateful, marshal. Now, go on. I suppose they give you the money at the meeting last night? Money to hire a new sheriff here? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of forces me into talking business. What I had in mind was uh, 
Marshall don't make all the money in the world, does he? I wondered how long it would take to get around to it. Now, wait just a minute. You might be missing a good thing. The only thing I'm interested in is hiring a peace officer to come down here. You're through in Tascosa, Rollins. Now, make up your mind. The man don't always give up that easy. You better, Rollins. You got as much time left as it takes for the man I hire to get back here from Dodge. As short as that, huh? As short as that. Dylan, you know there's an awful lot of prairie between here and Dodge. Sure hate to see anything happen to you on your way back. Get out. Oh, sure. <laughs> it always seems kind of too bad when a man dies for something that ain't even his concern. This is Bill Goodwin. You know, someone once said humor is the true democracy, and that's why we Americans can smile when we tell the stories of the legendary heroes who helped to build our country's great industries and institutions, such as the hero of our armed forces, Kilroy. Since the beginning of World War II, Kilroy has popped up everywhere from Africa to Australia, from Kwajalein to Korea. Every serviceman claims to have met him. Some say he's tall and thin. Some say he's short and fat. He's an Air Force pilot, Army infantryman, a Navy CB. He was on Guadalcanal and climbed Mont Casino. He walked through Berkeley's Garden and stormed Heartbreak Ridge. But more than that, he's the spirit of the courage and the valor of the American men in uniform who accomplish the impossible and reach objectives which are unobtainable. The men who proudly say, Kilroy was here. Yes, it is a democracy which lets us tell the stories of such legendary heroes with a twinkle in our eyes and a chuckle in our throats. So long as we continue to laugh together as a people, ladies and gentlemen, we'll live together as a nation. Next morning, I was in the saddle before dawn, and by the time the sun was up, I'd covered a good 15 miles. A slight breeze blew apart the dust puffs my horse raised, and I knew it'd be hard for anybody to follow me. And for the same reason, I knew that somebody could track me without being seen. About noon, I stopped in the shade of a grove of cottonwood to rest my horse. I was easing a cinch a little when I saw a rider coming up fast. I pulled my rifle from the saddle boot and I waited. And I put the rifle back. I've got to talk to you. Please. Well, all right, ride on in. It's a long way out on the prairie for a lone woman. Can I have some water? Water? Sure. There you are. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You haven't said what you're doing out here. I followed you from Tascosa. You followed me? If you'd seen me sooner, you'd have sent me back. and I can't go back. Just who are you, miss? Stella, Stella Harkney. I'm one of the girls at the Overland Saloon. You're lucky. I might have shot you riding up on me that way. It was the only thing I could do, follow you this way. Besides, I didn't think you'd ride out so early. Just why I did. I know all about you, Marshal. And I know why they sent for you to come to Tascosa. That's so? How? I'm Clegg Rollins' girl. You're Rollins' girl? That's right. 
Look, you better turn around and head back right now. I can't. Clegg would kill me if he found out I'd tried to run away. How do I know you're not still his girl, setting a trap of some kind? All right. I look. Look at my shoulder. He put those marks there. You think I'd stay with a man like that? All I'm asking is to ride on to Dodge with you, Marshal. I've got a rifle, and two rifles are better than one. Clegg will come after you. You can be sure of that. Seems to me you're awful anxious to help kill the man you belong to. Oh, I belong to him right enough. He brought me down here from Hayes City. Gonna marry me, he said, but I, I found out different. He just wanted me to work in his saloon. He already has a wife down by Willow Springs. Didn't exactly like that, and I told him so. That, that's when he beat me. Look, let me ride with you, please. I don't know, Stella. I'm not going back, Marshal. Well, all right, I guess it doesn't matter now that you've come this far. Thanks. You may be telling the truth, but you better ride a little ahead of me anyhow. What for? It's just easier to keep an eye on you. Like you said, you got a rifle. Okay, let's get started. Pretty tired, Stella? I'll make it. There's a nester's cabin not far from here. If we can find it before dark, maybe he'll put us up for the night, huh? Sure. Sure feel good to walk around. Yeah. You saddle weary? <laughs> well, dance all girls don't do too much riding, Marshal. Get Just lie still now. Don't make a move. Where are they? Where did they shoot from? It's off to the left somewhere, I think. Yeah. Probably in that clump of box elder over there. Dirty cowards. I can't get them from here with a six-gun, and I can't get to the horses for a rifle. Look, uh, if we play dead, maybe we can draw them out. Marshal, I'm sorry. Just lie still and don't talk. Yeah. Yeah, here they come. Two of them. Just hold still now. I've seen those men before. They work for Clegg. Stella, when I give the word, you yell as loud as you can, huh? Scream, it'll throw them off. You ready? All right, now. Are they dead? I don't know, but the fight's sure out of them. And if Clegg's with him, he's still in that grove. Come on, let's get out of here fast. I, I can't get up. I'm hit. M- my leg. Yeah. Here, I'll put you on my horse. We'll ride double. We'd better get out of here before whoever's in those trees gets a little braver. Come on now. I'll get you to that cabin. You are, miss. You just lie back now. By morning, you'll be fit as a fiddle. Thanks, mister, but that, that, that coal oil you poured on my leg like to set me on fire. 
Well, that's the best way to clean a wound there is, Stella. <laughs> Less than it's whiskey, of course. But that, that would be pure waste, wouldn't it now? You, you two can afford to make light of it. It's me who's got the bullets. Well, I'm going to have to feed my pigs. Having company like this has thrilled me clean off schedule. I'll be back directly. Marshal? Yeah. Having me along's caused you a lot of trouble. Slowed you down. Craig is probably going to ride into Dodge ahead of you. He'll be waiting there. Oh, why there? Because he's no good with a rifle. He needs a six-gun on a town street. Well, maybe he won't try again, Stella. After all, there are other towns for him to take over. It, it, it's more than that, Marshal. It's a lot more now that he knows I'm with you. He, he's a jealous man. He's crazy jealous, and... Now he'll think there's something between us. Between you and me, I mean. Well, let's not worry about that now. You just better get some rest. Foolish to think you might have any feelings about me, isn't it? Not knowing me any longer than you have. Now, Stella, I told you... I don't you... suppose any man could take to a woman he'd known for only one day, could he? Look, uh, Stella, you got some sleep. We've still got a long ride to dodge, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry, Marshal. Good night. Good night. Next morning, Stella's leg wasn't anywhere near well enough for her to ride, so I borrowed a spring wagon from the nester and we started out for Dodge. It was a rough trip and a slow one. Stella sat there, not saying much, just staring ahead. Once or twice, I saw a dust cloud on the horizon and I knew if it was Clegg Rollins, he'd be in Dodge long before I would. It was nearly dusk by the time we drove down the plaza and stopped outside Doc's office. And it was a half hour later before Doc had clean bandages on Stella's leg. Then I waited with her while he went out on another call. Marshal. Yeah, Stella. I I had a lot of time to think today while we were driving in. Uh, it was a rough trip for you. Not so bad, but what I wanted to tell you was I'm not gonna stay in Dodge. Oh? Where are you going? Oh, I don't know. Abilene, maybe, even St. Louis. As soon as I'm, I'm well enough, I'm taking the Santa Fe out of here. There's no reason for you to leave, Stella. Yeah. Yes, there is. Clegg Rollins? No. Well, what is it, then? Well, it, it, it's not important. It's, it's just easier if I go. Easier for me, I mean... You, you can't forget somebody when you're living in the same town, Marshal. You you better go now. Doc will be back directly, and, and there, there's no reason for you to wait. Not any longer. Yeah. Well, uh, goodbye, Stella. Goodbye. Matt. Mm. 
Marshal. Uh, hello, Rollins. I've been waiting for you. Oh, the last time you sent a couple of your men to do the talking. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, you're two writers who tried to drag gulch me. I hope you buried them, Rollins, because I didn't have time. I come here to tell you, you and me can still work things out. You didn't get me killed, so you still want to buy me off. Any man can use money. The government pays me. Not as much as I could. Listen, Rollins. So far, I got nothing personal on you. Nothing I can prove anyway. Now, if you're smart, you'll saddle up and ride out of here and keep away from Tascosa, too. We'll see. Meantime, Marshal, how was Stella? Yeah. I'm telling you, Rollins, you get out while you can. Sure. Sure. shouldn't have tried it. Yeah, I know that now. I just thought maybe... Mr. Dillon? I seen it. I, I seen him back out the door. What happened? Who was he? Oh, yeah. It was a man named Rollins. What'd he do? He didn't want me to send a new peace officer to Tascosa. Well, that ain't much of a reason to die, is it? Uh, he figured it was. Look, uh, Chester, you go tell Doc about this, huh? I got some business over at Delmonico's. What you gonna do? Well, Doc told me there's a man I want to talk to down there. Who? An ex-Buffalo hunter I'm gonna ask to take the job of peace officer in Tascosa. Who is it, Mr. Dillon, Slim Trant? No, it's somebody who just got into town a little while back. He's a kind of a hot-headed fellow, but he can get the job done. Well, who in the world is it, Mr. Dillon? You don't know him, Chester. It's a fellow named Hickok, Bill Hickok. If you want, you can come over and meet him after you get Doc. No, I don't care about meeting no Bill Hickok. I was hoping Slim Trent would get the job. I'll see you later, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, sure. Gunsmoke. Produced and directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Mr. McDonald, with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Virginia Christine, Lawrence Dobkin, and John Daner. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Join us again next week for another story on Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. 